Good morning. Welcome to The Scorecard, your fast, fun, daily hit of sport with me, Liam Flanagan. It's Tuesday the 9th of February. Let's rip into some sport. While most of us mere mortals woke up today with zero Super Bowl rings, Tom Brady is waking up with seven. And this team is world champions forever. You can't take it away from us. So thank you guys. Thank you all. Yes, the GOAT got it done, leading the Tampa Bay Buccaneers to just their second ever Super Bowl victory with a 31-9 point win over the Kansas City Chiefs. And while most Aussies now lose complete interest in the NFL until next year's game, let me quickly run you through some of the numbers that are worth holding on to from yesterday's Super Bowl. In his 21st season in the NFL, Tom Brady just played in his 10th Super Bowl and won his 7th. He was named Super Bowl MVP for the 5th time. He has won more Super Bowls than not just any other player, but any single team in NFL history. He's 43 years of age, earning 25 million US dollars a year, and he's coming back to do it again next season when he'll be 44. We're not too old for this shit. Yeah. You may now return to your normal sporting interests. The Australian Open kicked off yesterday, and while there were a host of results involving tennis players you've probably never heard of, I want to update you on two men. Firstly, Nick Kyrgios. And a tasty little opener from Nick Kyrgios. A straight sets victory for Nick over Portuguese qualifier Frederico Ferreira Silva, but it wasn't without some mystery. As midway through the first set, Nick appeared to grow frustrated with an unwelcome guest in his player's box. Unbelievable shot. Oh, you to get out of my box. This is awkward. I mean, I feel uncomfortable asking someone to move to the side on the escalators. And Nick's just demanded someone tell their girlfriend to leave his box in the middle of a tennis tournament. But obviously, like a T-Rex, Nick's eyesight is based on movement because nobody left the box and he refocused his efforts on tennis and won the game comfortably. Don't move. Can't see us if we don't move. And to Nick's credit, he acknowledged the strangeness of the comment post-match. Mate, I'm a nutcase when I'm, in, when I'm on court. He did the battle type stuff, you know. He was just being out there, all those emotions again. You outlet into people that you know have your back and you know that's not going to change. So one person that... Uh, you know, a lot of people can kind of relate to just, you know, outbursting. You just, you know, you just need to verbalise it, like, and, and, and lash out on someone sometimes, and then I calm down and started playing some decent tennis. Nick will now face 25th seed Frenchman Hugo Humbert in the second round. And speaking of seeds, the number one seed, Novak Djokovic, scared the pants off the rest of the men's draw, taking a touch over 90 minutes to dispose of his first-round opponent, Jeremy Shardy, in straight sets. Makes my heart full to see the crowd on the stadium again. I mean... You know, it's one of those things that we hope it's, uh, it's going to pass very soon and it's, these kind of circumstances in the world are only temporary and, uh, you know, I'm really, really glad to see a lot of people. Actually, this is the most people I've seen on the tennis court in 12 months. So, And while Nick and Novak have long roads to travel before they actually play one another in the tournament, Nick did take the opportunity to respond to Novak's comments about not respecting him off the court pre-tournament. I'm not quite sure how you can't respect me off the court. I feel like I've gone about things extremely well, you know, especially during the pandemic. I was driving around delivering food to people during the pandemic that didn't or couldn't get the supplies. I was extremely careful about what I was doing. I didn't want to spread the virus to anyone. Now I'm actually trying to donate meal kits to people that need food. I have my foundation. So it's very strange to me, like, as why he would say he doesn't respect me off the court. I actually do a lot off the court. Yeah, he's a very strange cat. You know, heck of a tennis player, but 
unfortunately, someone that's partying with his shirt off during a global pandemic, I don't know if uh, I can take any slack from that, man. Like, that's as bad as it gets for me. Point curios. And before we leave tennis, Bernard Tomic won his first round match. Well, he won because his opponent retired hurt midway through the third set, but hey, it's not about the destination, it's about the journey. But Bernie did demonstrate his tennis acumen in the post-match press conference when asked about meeting the winner of Yannick Sinner and Denis Shapovalov in the second round. He made the following prediction. In my opinion, they're going to have a long match. They're going to play some quality tennis. I think it's going to go long, so we'll see. Hopefully it goes long for my sake. And he was scarily right. Denis Shapovalov prevailed in a marathon win that took a touch under four hours. But importantly for Bernie, Dennis also revealed his weakness. I'm going to piss my pants. I'm going to piss in a bottle. He has an incredibly weak bladder. Just saying who I am, saying who I want to be portrayed as. You know, when you make these mistakes, it comes with consequences and heavy ones. So um, man, this, is, this is on me, and but this ain't the person who I am. That is a remorseful Brisbane Broncos forward Payne Haas after learning that the NRL has fined him $50,000 and suspended him for the first three matches of the 2021 season for his abuse of police back in January this year. The penalty that we've served down to Payne is um, particularly severe, but equally his actions, unfortunately, are not those expected by us or by the community. NRL CEO Andrew Abdo explaining the severity of Payne Haas's punishment from the game, and while Mark Geyer agreed with the heavy sanction imposed on the young Brisbane star, he also wanted to point Haas in the direction of a former firebrand who could serve as a mentor moving forward. I read the other day when the ball's back in the, the Broncos' camp with Kevin Waters, Gordy Talos has got him back in there. Go to Gordy. Payne and ask him to sit down and have a coffee and chat with him. He's one of the toughest men both on and off the field I've ever met and he's also one of the blokes that could turn your whole life around if you listen to him. Oh, now I kind of want to have a coffee with Gordy. There's your fast fun hit of sport for Tuesday the 9th of February. I'm Liam Flanagan. We'll see you tomorrow on the Scorecard.